What is going on ladies and gentlemen? I go by the name of Mookie833 on most social media platforms, except for a couple. If you listened to the podcast before, you know exactly why, but I'm joined by some of the greatest podcast hosts of all time. To my left, we have the one and only true host, accompanied by some interns. We're going to go ahead and move on. To my right, I have Rafiki. What's going on ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Even More About Nothing. But we have 17-minute intros and 37-minute outros. Oh, last week was bad. <laughs> last week? <laughs> I think most of our episode was an outro. It, it really was. Like, whenever teachers give you the syllabus mm-hmm. and they tell you, like, what percentage counts for, like, what portion of the, uh, your final grade. And it's all one paper that's at the end of the semester. Well, we're not caring about the actual content of it because who actually reads that and actually does it? Facts. Well, people who pass college. But if we were to have a syllabus for our show, obviously the intro would count for 25% of our final grade. Yep. The outro would probably only be 15%. True. True. I don't know. Like, there's room for adjustment because there's that little byline that says uh, we can change that. Our change in our discussion. Have you ever had a teacher change anything about their discussion? The only thing we've had, I've had a teacher do is like, uh, point curve. No, no, no. Dude walked into class and goes, "I don't feel like grading papers." So instead of a ten-page paper, three pages. I was like, "Yo." <laughs> This man is not having it. He was like, yeah, I'm going on vacation. My wife is coming. I don't feel like grading papers. Make your paper a three-page paper and no longer do five pages. And that's it. I was like, cool, 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 cool. Don't have to tell me twice. Cool, 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 cool. So we're going to take away some more pages from the current paper we're working on? No. Still had to write a five-page paper. Uh, But, um... Let's go ahead and get into the show, shall we? How's your week been? Um, not too bad. I'm trying to remember like what actually happened this week. Um, I don't know. Everything that I really want to talk about, we're going to be talking about later on the show. Thanks. So I'll just reserve my right and say follow me on all social media platforms. Yeah, yeah. At Matt underscore Ogutu. Yeah, yeah. It's O-G-U-T-U. Um, it's about it. What about you, Rafiki? How's your week been? Oh, it hasn't been too bad. Just kind of a uh, relatively easy week. Um, bought some new cleats this week. Got to test them out. Yeah, a bunch of football players dropped some fire cleats this week. Um, Ronaldo dropped some new cleats. Messi dropped some new cleats. Neymar dropped some new cleats. No, Neymar didn't have any anything. And maybe it's and, new and, when you, and when you say athletes, it's it's really just the brand. They just happen to like use those people for promotions. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Nike Man. and Adidas drop new cleats. There you go. You're not wrong. That that's how to properly phrase those things. Nike and Adidas drop new cleats and put Neymar and uh, um, Ronaldo's faces kind of around the cleats. No, so. the one big one that they dropped, they put Coutinho. I was I was getting to that, but. I know Ronaldo just because it literally pops up on my phone. I was like, there's a new color in the CR7s. I'm like, oh, cool. You going to put out the CR8s anytime soon? Right. No? No? Let's, let, let, oh, let's talk about a coup real quick. Uh, 
Cristiano Ronaldo going to Juventus. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. He's pulled a LeBron. I'll tell you how Real Madrid fans feel. Oh, no. Man. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or what's left of them. <laughs> I don't. Oh, you mean you met this fans now? <laughs> yeah. can, can you say he feel like he's like LeBron, considering like yes. he's, he's, he's winning essentially anywhere he goes? Here's, here's, here's what I'll say. He's ex- almost exactly like LeBron in that he got a chip. Wasn't really like being he wasn't he was being a diva. It's Ronaldo. Ronaldo's a diva, and then he was like, "Cool, you're gonna pay me. I'm gonna go." Um, the difference between him and LeBron is LeBron bought a championship to a city that hasn't won anything besides a lottery in like seventy nine years. So yeah. Well, but then again, like there's a lot of correct me if I'm wrong. There was a lot of back office stuff that Ronaldo's been having issues with. I think the higher ups within Madrid. Oh yeah, this uh, is for, a for this a long is, time. So the similarity, like yeah, they're they're having troubles with the stuff, and Dan Gilbert was having issues with LeBron because everyone said LeBron ran the team. Dan Gilbert was like, I still own the team. And everybody was like, Yeah, on paper you own the team, but uh, you don't own anything. LeBron owns the team, and so Ronaldo, I see this as a retirement move. He moved. He got paid <clears throat> a lot, and uh, was it as much as when he first moved to Madrid? I know he still got a hefty amount of money, but I don't it wasn't as much as when he first went to Madrid. But it's still a very high fee. Yeah, it's yeah, very, I, I, it's, it's, high. it's high. Who paid his buyout clause? Or was it was it a? It wasn't a free transfer. Either. No, no, no. They had to pay. Because um, this buyout clause, I'm pretty sure, was high. Oh yeah, it was because him. And a few others on Rumage's squad have a buyout clause of like close to a billion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Why, bro? Who does that? Untouchables. They they would be classified essentially, literally as untouchables. Like, do not come after our stars. Yeah. Well. And Christiana said, "Oh, really? I I got my back pocket." Let me help any club that wants me out. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he does what he wants. Similar to uh, he bought his. Did you hear uh, when his agent got married? He bought his agent a small island. He's got five of them. I know, but like that was his wedding present to them. <laughs> the look on your face is so funny. <laughs> it wasn't the fact that Ronaldo owns it as a wedding gift. He gave them an island. Listen, my kids are playing soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play. No, you're playing soccer. I want. No, you're playing soccer. I don't. No, you don't get a choice. You're playing soccer. I'll go out and run. What? Yeah. Oh Lord, that's rubbish. Yeah. I moved to Germany and just have my kids grow up there to play soccer. Yeah. Oh, so. Really fun, weird thing yesterday. So, um, you know how, like, Facebook will pop up the memory sometimes yeah. and, and whatever. So, there was a conversation we had six years ago that, for some reason, I just happened to record. But it was about having soccer pl- kids soccer players, whatever. So, it was, it was about having half-breeds. And then it was, you said, 
something along the lines of, oh, they need to be half African, half Hispanic, because they'd be the best soccer player ever. <laughs> I still stand by that. <laughs> and if, I, if you've seen me on Twitter, I said 2010 to 2012 Matt was the most savage, the most complete, in the rarest form. Facts. He needs to come back. Facts. I mean, if we're going to go by who won the World Cup, half Africans did. <laughs> You're not You're wrong. wrong. Matter of fact, most of them are like full-blooded Africans. They just happen to be born on the continent yeah. or have Pogba, Conte, uh, Mendy, Umtiti, Antoine Griezmann, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pogba, Putiti, uh, Antoine. <laughs> you see those dance moves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see those dance moves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Antoine. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Shout out to Africans around the world. Um, not scamming people. They haven't in any news about Nigerians scamming anyone lately. So, you know, proud of my country. We've decided to chill out on the scamming. That's for, a, that's for a now. Re- this is a real low bar. Yeah, yeah, no, like listen, we got we got we got problems. Politicians are fighting. A seventy-nine year old dude was throwing haymakers in the middle of Senate. I mean, hammers. Hit one dude, slumped him. I'm like, listen. Give props to old dude. I don't know what he's eating. I don't know what kind of foo-foo he had that day. But that way that haymaker landed and folded that guy, I'm like, yeah. You don't want no smoke. You don't want no smoke. Fufu and that Mugusi stew. Facts. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and uh, get to the actual show. The actual show. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed y'all didn't catch that one. No, so no. Just get to the show and it was the intro still. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, they missed it. But, you know, cool. I'm glad you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's actually get into the show. What you got in rundown for the week? Uh, first of all, uh, in typical fashion, we really wouldn't talk... Well, I mean, we would talk about it, but because of how it happened, we're still going to talk about it. Guys, there's been a weather forecast. Mm-hmm. Cloudy with the chance of music. Yep, yep. <laughs> if you don't know... <laughs> and if you like the, the pun there. So good. So good. Uh... There was this giant tweet that went out, and this media, whatever, was like, Chance the Rapper's about to drop a new album. And we all This got, week. This week. And we're like, oh, yeah, let's go. Everyone retweeted it, viral within hours, like uh, 75,000 retweets, like within a couple of hours. And, and then Chance was like, was like uh, yeah, no, there's no music. He's like, Sorry. it's like, no music. I've been in the studio, though. Yeah. And, and so, and literally the time from when it happened was when I saw it on Twitter. From the time it took me to see it on Twitter, screenshot it, post it on my Instagram story saying, don't play with me, was literally about three minutes. Mm-hmm. Then what happens, I go back to Twitter, I'm scrolling through, and what do I see? I see Chance tweeting, no new music. So what do I do? Another three minutes, screenshot, put it, we got played. We got played. <laughs> In conclusion, we got played. And we were heartbroken for a while. Yeah, I was, I was, I was very much prepared to be in my feelings for the rest of the week. Not the Drake song, like straight up in my feelings. Mm. I was gonna be butt hurt. Yeah. But then, come Father, Thursday. Come Thursday. We were blessed. Four individual songs, basically an EP. Chance dropped four songs. Just 
just started posting pictures on Instagram. Like, oh yeah, by the way, there's four songs in Apple Music and all streaming platforms right now. Okay, thanks, bye. And I'm like, who? Why would you do this? Why? <laughs> the best Why are you playing with my emotions? Actually, no. I think from the time that I like it happened, it was like a day or two. Yeah. That was essentially the turn on. He's like, yeah, you know what? I feel like I'm being generous. Throws it out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my friends. Uh, I don't know. Like after I post out my story, like we're talking back and forth, and. I remember I went to bed, like I went to bed a little bit earlier or whatever, because it was before it would have been midnight on the East Coast or whatever. And I wake up at like three in the morning. I, I look at my messages and there's just like a string of messages that I see from him. And, he, and he's just like, he's like, Matt, you better not be asleep. I know you're not asleep right now. I was like, what, like, what is this dude going off about? I look up and I see that the singles dropped. I was like, yo, yo let's go. <laughs> Yeah, no, as soon as I saw him put on a story, I was like, what? Oh, no, it's real. Let's go. So I immediately went to Apple Music and immediately just added him to the playlist. And then by the time I listened to all four of them, I went to bed and woke up again. The Chance Essentials playlist from Apple had already been updated and had all four songs at the top. So I was like, it's a good day. I rode around this in a chance the entire day. Mm-hmm. And I like the cover art for all of them, specifically the minimalist Arthur meme. Yep. So nice. Like chance, chance is out here doing work. In case you <laughs> now, and what also excites me is this comes like a week or two after Gambino just surprisingly releases two songs. Again, super short EP titled um, "Summertime." Sum- yeah, summertime. Summertime something. But the two songs are essentially like a light, a light. Easy going summer day song. Summer pack. Yeah, it's a summer pack. One of them is like a light breezy, like beachy summer song, and then the nice the other song is a little bit more up tempo, but it's still very chill, summer dance vibes. So clearly, I feel like these two are playing games They're like, we got the smoke if y'all want it, but You don't want no smoke. You don't want no smoke. And I hope out of nowhere they just drop one song that has the two of them on it and the internet just loses its collective mind. So, I remember seeing an interesting thing uh, after, so, obviously I woke up like, I ended up waking up super early that day, uh, listened to the songs, I was scrolling through Twitter uh, a little later that morning, and all I saw was someone was like, Chance dropped four new songs, and then someone quoted it, and it's like, alright, what's the names of them, so I commuted on Twitter. <laughs> and like, I just don't understand people's like, general dislike, borderline hate for Chance the Rapper. Uh, because he comes with, he comes with the heat and like, you can't, like, it's really hard to hate Chance just because he's a nice, he's a nice guy. And he actually, uh, one of the songs he, he dropped is, uh, I'm, I might need security. Yeah. And it's probably the most aggressive. Oh yeah. Like we've ever seen Chance being like straight up just a- addressing a lot of the Twitter nonsense that's happening. And then even throwing shade at like. Uh, Mayor Rahm Emanuel. He was like, Rahm, I I expect a resignation and investigations for all these payfications for murderers. If you don't know, Chance is from Chicago. He's been very, 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 very vocal about like the schooling situation, and he's tried to get the mayor's office to support um, initiatives to get schooling for Southside Chicago, which the mayor's kind of been opposed to. But um, Mayor Rahm Emanuel um, has been. Again, this is not, I don't care how you feel about this thing or whatever, but this is just chance of you. He feels Mayor Ron Manuel's been too supportive of the police department when there's been innocent African-American kids shot by police. 
And then instead of them getting fired, they just go on paid leave. That's happened in Chicago for a very, very, very long time, even if it, even though it doesn't make the news. So Chance, like, instead of, like, addressing it on, like, interviews and stuff for the first time, this is him, like, putting, putting like, words to wax, as some people would say. Mm-hmm. And, like, like Rahm Emanuel, I'm coming for you. I'm like, oh, okay, And then Chance. even, even uh, around that same, I think it was, like, the second verse of that yeah. song where when he was going through that. Uh, talking about like his beef with the Justice League re- uh, record label, oh, and yes. he said, "I donated to the schools. They call me a deadbeat daddy." I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" I do remember that line. I was just like, "Ooh!" And I think it's it's masterful writing because he talk, like, again, it was Justice League record label, and he he used the best Joker reference ever. It was like. Y'all think y'all are Keith Ledger scare. Y'all just Jack Nichols. I was like, oh! Come with the heat! You don't want no smoke! People forgot he's Chancellor from 79th! Oh, man. So good. So good. So, I'm going to give a huge shout-out and thank Bless, Bless Chance for blessing us with new music. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't wait for his album to come out, because he still has an album that he's working on. Yeah, he's, he's got technically three albums he's working yeah, on. Yeah, technically three. A Kanye eight-piece... Because he said he he's, he's, he is his eight. Is it eight or is it seven? He said eight in an interview. Um, he's got his own project, and then he, like, it's confirmed. He's working he's on, working on Gambino. Gambino project. So, potentially, three Chance albums. Ugh! So, it's yeah. too good. Um, switching gears, um, as we know, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to start filming next year. Because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be coming out in 2020. James Gunn's been fired. Yeah, this isn't like he quit. This was like an argument. Dude was straight up fired. Do you know why? Uh, do you want to talk about it? Uh, so, they uncovered some old tweets mm-hmm. that I guess joked or poked fun at the idea of pedophilia. Mm-hmm. That's from what I understand. Uh-huh. I haven't seen the tweets or anything like that. And they gave him the axe. And this, was, this wasn't like... Recently, this was like years ago. I think this was like over a decade ago. Yeah, no, Twitter is like, yeah, I need to, I need to go back and clear my Twitter because I've been doing some stealth snitching. Old tweets getting people exposed out here. There was one dude who was on the national championship team, um, and as soon as they won the national championship, homeboy's whole Twitter where he was talking so much smack exposed. It got so bad. ESPN was like. This kid needs to delete his Twitter because it was a bunch of... So he's a young guy and um, went to private school or whatever. And some of the quotes were like lyrics, but it was a whole bunch of N-word this, a whole bunch of N-word that. Um, there was one tweet about him sniffing coke off a prostitute's butt. Yeah! <laughs> that made that made frontline ESPN. And you know uh, Molly Karam, who is the current host of... Uh, undis- no, that was Joy Taylor. Who she she currently hosts uh, first take first take. Molly has words for old dude. <laughs> Molly was coming with the heat. Um, so yeah, don't self snitch on Twitter and don't get fired. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, like it sucks, and obviously corporations don't want to like align themselves with stuff like that or anything that can. Uh, I don't know how we want to put it. Just like. Obviously, there's a fine line between protecting the brand and yeah. like finding yeah. like the best talent out there. Now, there are some uh, actors like uh, Dave Bautista recently who said he wasn't going to say like a lot, but he thinks it was a bad mistake. Obviously, like we all do dumb stuff that was a long time ago, but like saying 
he's a great guy. He loves, he cares about everyone. What kind of effect do you think that's going to have on Guardians 3? Because he did great with both of the first two. Well, it depends on who they hire next. If they hire someone who understands what's going on, what's the plan, how these characters are supposed to play, I think it'll be just fine. If they hire someone who does, like, I think that's probably what went wrong with Justice League, is they hired two different people with two different Well, visions. but there, like, there were circumstances that were kind of understood as well. Yeah, so, don't get me wrong. So Josh Whedon was already going to be hired anyways, Yeah, but... Zack Schneider, obviously, you know, um, I mean, God bless his family because he went through that ordeal and mm-hmm. it just became too much. At that point, he's just like, guys, I got to go. I can't yeah, do that. So, again, that's so, unreal. But, like, here's the thing. If they would have hired someone who was in the same, like, mindset as Zack Schneider, it probably would have been more cohesive. Wiener was not. True, but I mean, after this movie was done, he was gonna be the one taking yeah, over. Anyway. Yeah, so again, we so. were gonna get it. We were gonna get a directional change, anyways. However, I will say this now. Um, I will agree with you. It depends on who they hire. However, we are going into phase four. It is almost led to be assumed that after Avengers four, we're just gonna get a new look. To like, at least that's kind of vibe and the news that I'm hearing that like the Marvel Universe is just going to, like, look different than what we know it as. So while, yeah, James Gunn maybe not, you know, the worst time to fire him, but could that be beneficial if, if it's going to be like that? Yeah, and again, it's the beginning of the project, so they have time to adjust and, like, whatever moves they need to make. But um, in other Marvel news... Uh, so last week we talked about uh, the name change for Spider-Gwen to Ghost yep. Spider. Ghost Spider. And, yep, and yep. then literally the following week, a show's coming out yep. called Marvel Rising, and Ghost Spider is making her debut. Which is uh, a good move. I think it's an aggressive way of pushing that character out there. Like I said, character is a very interesting character. Um, you know what? I've given plenty of smoke to this show already, so why not continue to... Significantly more interesting than anything that Superwoman has ever done, and it's... Superwoman? Show, yeah. Supergirl, whatever she is. Both of them are both trash. <laughs> let's let's put that out there. Let's... Supergirl evolving into Superwoman equally as trash. Like... No, there was a Superwoman in the crime syndicate on Earth 3. I know. Still a trash character. Let's not get that confused. That character? Supergirl? Claire? Okay, so, so right now you're talking about Supergirl, not Superwoman from Crime Syndicate. Superwoman from Crime Syndicate, also trash. But Supergirl, trash. Trash show, trash character. Uninish, uninteresting, unbuttered toast. This is like literally white bread and mayo. It's just not filling. I There's think, nothing interesting about this. I think uh, our friend Batman had something to say about that in our comment section this <laughs> week. He did have some words to you. I mean, <laughs> Take this but was I wrong, though? <laughs> Did this show get canceled? Yes. Continue. I mean, we might as well just move on because you just kind of took the tirade. I, all you guys need to know is that uh, the premise of the show, it's going to be on Disney XD, I think, or whatever. So it is yeah. like more kids geared. Um, but it's still going to be good. Yeah, I think. it's not. It's kind of following Ghost Spider, but she's not. The main. the main focal point. She's being chased for 
something she may or may not have done or she claims she didn't do or whatever. But it's following two heroes, Squirrel Girl and um, I forget who the other one is. But essentially they and they put together a team or whatever to clear uh, Ghost Spider's name. So uh, that should be interesting to see Ghost Spider. And as you said last week, Mookie, just seeing the separation of the identity that it's not just Gwen has to be the mantle. Exactly. Uh, also, there was a fan-made Uncharted film so that good. came on. with So good. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion playing Nathan Drake. So good. So probably what we shared, you guys saw on our page, was uh, they turned part of it into like the actual first person game like, yeah. with, with all the the buttons the yeah. buttons and the icons that you would see on your game screen and yeah. I have to say so good really good yeah and again IGN threw that together in a matter of minutes like I saw the trailer and then immediately like IGN had that um, where they edited the HUD and put the buttons on there mm-hmm. can you imagine if they had a big movie budget and they wanted to put that as part of, like, they had the quick time buttons in there. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was so, so good. And and I think the best part about this is the one thing that we all love about fan-made films, fan-made stuff, it's exactly what we want to see. Now, that's not always would be best but it's what we want to see mm-hmm. and this was exactly what we want to see it's one It's one of those pretty rare cases where it overlaps it's like everything's just right right characters not, not only do they like understand the character that they're playing but the actors match exactly I don't think there's a better person than Nathan Fillion to play Except, Nathan Drake um, what's his face the guy um, the guy they voice casted cause he they Troy Baker Huh? The other one, not Trey Baker. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. You got a signature. I got a signature, and I don't even remember his name. Wow. He's pretty famous. We're gonna we're some, gonna get, we're gonna catch smoke for this one. Some fan. Nathan. No. Um, Nolan North. North. Nolan North. Yes. Uh, while I think Nolan North would be it. He's old though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's Nolan old. North is, is a little bit um advanced in age not that he's that old he's just like 43 or something yeah um and again i have no clue how old uh nathan fillion is but you know it just looked good it felt yeah, good like it, it, it looked, felt it like good. uncharted it like it didn't feel like he was forcing the character sometimes like you know what forcing your character feels like having nicholas play nicholas cage play ghost rider that's forcing it this <laughs> i'm sorry i've had a lot of smoke for nicholas cage out of nowhere for the last two weeks but, uh, yeah, no, let's not do that again. Let's uh, either continue just to leave the way things are, but I definitely want to see, like, even if it's, like, an hour-long YouTube Red thing, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, so go ahead, tweet at us. Let us know what you thought of uh, the fan-made Uncharted film uh, and what you love about it, or if you loved it just as much as us, or if you absolutely hated it, you're one of the minor few, uh, at E-Man Podcast. Also, this week we hit an anniversary. Mm-hmm. Making all of, making all of us feel old. Mm-hmm. Ten this past years. week, ten years since the season finale of Avatar: The Airbender. Ever since Aang and the gang took put, down Fire Lord Ozai, put listen, put the paws on him. I was about to say yes. He didn't like it was like, voiced by Mark Hamill, right? Yes. Ozai. Yes. I, I think so. I'm not quite sure. Yes. But I. It was an event. I think we actually. 
watched it here. Because I remember it was a big deal for us. It was like, this is ending. This is the fight we've been waiting yep. for for so long. We all came over here. We all watched it on TV. And it was a beatdown. It was honestly one of the best endings for a, series, really. a Western cartoon I've ever watched. And it was one of those things where we legitimately didn't know how it was going to end. Because Aang was at this, like... Impasse. Impasse, where, like, in order to save the world... He had no choice but to kill Ozai, but his entire life has been about not killing. His entire mission has been about not, um, it's kind of like this Gandhi, it's like, yeah. we can't cross this path, because if we cross this path, we're gonna have to, we're, we're no better than Ozai. And, um, uh, Zuko had to, like, fight his sister, and Yo, even, even, ta- Ka- okay, even as- Katara as- was like, we have to kill Ozai. And Aang was like, no, I got to figure out a different way. Asides from, uh, I'm going to backtrack here for a little bit. Asides from the actual Aang and Ozai fight, Zuko, Zuko versus, Zuko versus yeah. Azula was one of the best fights of the entire down. series. Hands down. Oh my gosh. The slow-mos. So good. Honestly, my favorite thing, you guys know about any kind of character that wields du- dual swords is, like, I just think is the best. Zuko used every single fighting style he ever learned to and he had to to beat her. And it was just like he was like cool, I mean which kind which kind of sucks is technically he didn't even beat her. Katara beat her. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> it was like uh, he was but, but, my man was putting in all this work. He was coming through with the high lows. He Came through with some hidden lotus things. His uncle taught him. Brought the swords out. They were see, see, my guy, shooting lightning no, and my, blue no, flames. No, my guy made the mistake of taunting her, saying, "I'll redirect your lightning again." And when he, he should have <laughs> done was just let her shoot the lightning. He redirected. It's done. Yeah. So no, he had to run his mouth. Yeah, so. no, he's talking that smack, and he's sorry, I had to come <laughs> save him. <laughs> Shout out to Zuko, though. Way to turn around. Talk no, about character. That was a great redemption story. Yeah, great redemption story. Talk about turnaround. Um... Speaking of great fights, there, yeah, there was probably one of the greatest moments in anime history anime that happened history. again. You know what? 2018 has been so great, so great for iconic moments in anime that will really be cemented for this generation. I'm not even for this generation, but for like all time. I have been talking about this moment in this fight for like a year straight. Um, the funny we, thing is this has been existent in the manga for almost two years. Well, even in the movie. Oh, they, right. they don't yeah. do it to the, quite the degree they do. Guys, we're talking about the newest Boruto episode that came Which out. Episode is, 65. If you ask me, the best episode, period. Oh, yes. Uh, hands down. It's not even close. But it's the fight between... Naruto and Sa- uh, so Naruto and Sasuke team up against I can never say homeboy's name Momoiki Momoshiki Momoshiki well, actually they changed uh, his the, character uh, design Suzuki yeah so they did do some minute changes from uh, the movie yeah so for those of you that don't know or haven't watched Boruto essentially everything up until the Chunin exams has just been filler aside from the first episode everything else has just been filler uh, so the big question coming up to this point was. What were some of the, like, how much was going to be similar to the movie? What were they going to change? One of my questions was, uh, in the movie, uh, the Mizukage had the swords that were given to Kagura in one of the filler episodes of Boruto. So I was like, 
Is he still going to have the swords? Is he just going to take them real quick? I was like, yo, these are mine, actually. But I think he ended up actually having the same sword. Yeah, so all those, like, minute differences with one of them being the character design and then uh, one of the plot points towards the end of this fight of this episode were one of the big changes, really. Yeah. Um, but some people are already calling this the best fight of 2018. It is. Which... It's close. And, I, there's a couple fights in my hero that. Oh. Well, and okay, so here's the thing. Uh, actually, before we go ahead and say this, guys, real quick, we put up a poll on our Twitter page uh, talking about the best fight, anime fight of 2018. There's only two options there's Naruto and Sasuke versus Momoshiki, which was in this new episode of Boruto, and there, there was Goku and Friends versus Jiren at the end of Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. So. I then raise that question from you guys, so go check it out the poll, answer it, retweet it at Email Podcast, and I ask you guys the same thing. So I'm gonna ask you an interesting question. You heard it, and we even had a little bit of this conversation with Phil. Not a dig against My Hero, which there have been great fights, and obviously I'm pro My Hero Academia, and even this person was, but brought up a very interesting point, and I wanna hear your take. I'm going to tell you what he said, and then I'll explain how he said it, but I'll tell you what he said, and then you tell me. The fights in My Hero Academia are dull. Huh. Um. I disagree based on two fights. Um, the fight against Hero Killer Stain is not a dull fight. Because that is one of the first fights where the show really puts the heroes in a compromising position. And we think they're going to get out, but we're not sure how. That's where the fights get interesting. Um, I actually like that the fights are controlled chaos. Because one of my big complaints against Naruto is it's utter nonsense. It's just (laughs) monsters throwing giant balls and mountains exploding. At some point, you gotta control the collateral damage to these. Someone has to go fix that giant crater you made that's just gonna turn into another village. Stop it. Stop this. They're just hitting people and throwing them across the planet and Sasuke's using planetary devastation now and just, just, again, I've talked about this. Why in the, why anyone in their wrong or right mind decides to fight Naruto and Sasuke at the same time? Who thought that was a good idea? And again, I've talked about this. Naruto brings out Kyuubi. And Kyuubi, again, punches the daylights out of Moshiki and then finds himself in a semi-compromising position. Naruto's not really hurt. And Sasuke's like, all right, cool. I'm done with this. You ready? I'm going to give you a Susano. So now you got this nine-tailed fox running around with Susano armor for no reason. That's just too much. Stop it. Okay, all right. Get to get to, get to it. Sorry. I got a little, I got a little heated. I'm talking <laughs> about this too much. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But the fights in my hero, while it's like you can tell that they're in a dangerous position. Like, you just never... There's always something about how they get out of the situation. I think my understanding of why he would think the fights are dull is because we're hearing it from the perspective of him already being the greatest hero. So we know he gets past these things. For me, that's the interesting part, is, like, seeing the development. It's less about the actual action and more about the development of how he's thinking, how he's learning to fight. For me, there's a part in the anime, which is already out now, where... He can't fight like All Might anymore because it's putting too much strain on his body. He has to learn his own fighting technique. And the process of him thinking through that 
arriving in that position, and then there's a big fight coming up where he actually has to actually use it, use his new fighting style, and that's what makes it interesting for me. While he did talk about some of that points, and you, I think you yeah. remember. And do you want to go ahead and say the name of the YouTube channel that you saw the video um, on? What is his name? I don't remember his name. Actually, do you want to speak real quick? While yeah. Um, so, on our poll, there's specifically the reason that I put only two options on there, because uh, our good friend Zach uh, replied saying, hey, what about the all-for-one versus all-might fight. Yeah. Like, that could be... Like, he thinks that should also be a contender for, like, best anime fight of 2018. And there's one reason specifically why we didn't put it on there. Um, and I kind of tweeted a short reply at him, which kind of follows that. Like, I don't completely agree with that My Hero fights are boring, but because of... Like, specifically that one, yes, it is iconic to the My Hero Academia story, but it holds mostly contextual gravity. Yeah, okay. I say now, exactly. now, no, go ahead. now, I say that, which compared to these other two fights, honestly, what we love about this is because we understand uh, the, at least the My Hero fight, All My Friends All for One, we understand what it means at the end of the day. Uh, because this is All Might's last stand. Yeah. That United States of Smash was everything he had to to save the day, because that's what he did. Compared to these fights, like if we're going up against this last episode, Naruto and Sasuke, like even taking out of context, you just played that literally that one clip. Sure, the world's ending. Like it's a Tuesday for them. The world's ending. Yeah, right. Like they're they're literally throwing hands. There's so much skill, so much technique to these mm-hmm. fights. So much coordination. It's not just I'm throwing everything I have into this one punch to be- beat the so, brakes off and of that, and all for one. That's the part. That's that's the part about the all my fight is like it's contextual. It's also literally a passing down. A handing off of the like passing down the we, we bro, no, handing off the fight next that. generation for not but not only for heroes but also for the villains because one thing a lot of people think is like okay um, seeing All Might stand up is a good thing for the heroes but a lot of people miss the fact that it's kind of one for all's plan to lose so that his protege becomes. Yeah. The next big and, bat, and then that—that's what it goes back we to. Know, this is this discussion of. I don't best, know you guys know, but yeah, some people yeah, know. Yeah. This and this goes back to the discussion of it's the best fight, not what best sets up the next part of it. It's the best fight. The best fight. So obviously, with with fights, it's a lot of coordination. Yeah, like you said, coordination. By the way, uh, the YouTuber is uh, Giguk G I G G U K. Um, he has a whole explanation about it, and and even the way he's talking, he's pro my hero. He loves it because it's a great story. But I think Matt really touched a lot of it. It's it's not so much um, about the visuals, but because it's all context and every fight has its place and it's placed correctly. It's uh, it no longer becomes about just the visuals, with the exception of like to like all my versus. All for one, and then like Todoroki and versus Deku, and um, which again is probably one of the f- most visual, visually like compelling fights. But then again, like, but think about it in the greater context. Like, w- how do people view fights? What is a great fight to people in the greater scale of context? In that sense, yeah, which again. is you know like Naruto and Sasuke. Yeah, and, again, I would put up the fight of Deku versus Todoroki against most animes, and it would pass 
It's just that. Most anime. Most anime. But we're talking about two powerhouses that they'd we're, be going up against. Naruto and, well, Boruto and Dragon Ball Super. Like, yeah. and honestly. Dragon Ball like, Super, that final fight is a god tier fight. Oh, yeah. Let, that oh, final yeah, fight, yeah, the yeah. fight we're second. talking about, Naruto and Sasuke versus the uh, Momoshigi, god tier okay, fight. Yeah, first of all, let's, let's, let's take a step back because we've been ranting and raving about Naruto and Sasuke, but let's go back to uh, Dragon Ball Super for a second. Because I rewatched that episode, or that, or the last two episodes of that fight from when Goku uh, squares up to Jiren for the second or third time or whatever uh, in the Tournament of Power, and he finally masters Ultra Instinct to when we get the great reveal of uh, 17 and Frieza there uh, to that final iconic... Uh, they're like moving in and out of like their power state. Like Goku's going to Super Saiyan. Frieza has like his purple key ar- around him. And now I will say with that one, there is probably uh, a little bit cheating, which I wouldn't consider because as I was saying, we're talking about the con- context of it. Like if we're just looking at the fight, part of the huge swing and why that was so great was the misdirect of 17 not being dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, obviously, there's a little bit of continuity context with that. But other than that, looking at the visuals, looking at the coordination, looking at the fight of what they had to overcome, it was still so good to go rewatch. Yeah, no, that's, again, like I said, that's masterful writing. We've said this multiple times. If you ever watch two episodes of Dragon Ball, go watch those last two episodes, period. Um, but honestly, uh, and before we move on, uh, we can go ahead and just give like uh, our quick vote or how we voted on our Twitter poll. Uh, I it was super hard for me, but I voted for Naruto and Sasuke versus Momoshiki. Uh, sp- and one of the dopest parts in that entire thing. Oh my gosh, Sasuke, my guy! Right? Oh, heat, <laughs> heat. I, I just, so after everything said and done, like when after Boruto finally has that father and son moment where he realizes like his dad is, is that bo- is, is that, that guy. Dude. He is that guy. He's just like, yo, this is a really big rossing gun. Like, what did my dad have to go through to get this much power? And then Sasuke's like, all right, Boruto, I'm going like, to set it up for you as much as you can, but at the end of the day, you still got to swing the bat. Right. And so he just goes to him, and whenever he has the kunai, or Boruto throws the kunai, Sasuke's doing the chidori. Momoshiki grabs the kunai and then uses the Rinnegan to switch them and the Chidori. I was like, yo. Like, I don't think people understand, like, how intricate that is. So far, he's only done, like, actual physical objects and himself or just, like, actual physical objects when he's switching. But the fact he swapped a physical object with a manifestation of his chakra. Bruh. Listen. The, I, okay. <laughs> I also picked the Naruto... In Sasuke versus Momoshiki fight, and there's one specific re- there's one specific section of the fight. I know. Uh, I- what are you talking about? The throwback. I hope you caught the throwback. Yes. Oh, that's why I'm. Oh that's, my that's, God. The, that's the number one reason I'm picking this fight. Oh my like, God. Don't get me wrong. The the instant where QB comes out is just like a yes. Now we about to get real. <laughs> and then the second the Sasuke puts on the Susuna armor because he's like lending it to him, I was like. How? What is happening? This is amazing. <laughs> but, like, if you've been watching since, like, episode one, hi, me, over here, Sasuke pops up a little thing. He's like a summoning scroll. I'm like, okay, I hope he hasn't been hanging out with Ten Ten because we know how her weapon scrolls have worked out for her. <laughs> Trash. 
So my dude brings out the scroll and it says sword. I'm like, oh, he's going to summon a bunch of swords. No, it's a demon wind shuriken. No, it's, it's, a, it's a giant shuriken. It's a giant shuriken. But, you know, you get what you get. Where I'm trying to go at. But then they're like, okay, are you ready, uh, Naruto? And I'm like, ooh, they're going to do it. They're going to well, do no, it. No, no, see, but the thing is, it's like you didn't realize it until like, it was actually yeah, happening. Yeah, like, okay, so, okay, so first of all, I know, like, I know you're excited, but we have to, like, tee this up for people that haven't seen this. Uh, so it's just, like, as he's throwing it, Naruto then uses his uh, fame, his famed staple, the Shadow Clone Jutsu, to multiply it, and Sasuke has him on chakra strings. Right. And so it's, like, they're just coming down out of nowhere, and then the moment it's about to happen, we know it's coming, he, like... Throws a shuriken, it goes past Momoshiki, and then of course it happens. Naruto pops out, and, and then and, and and the best part. I'm sorry, like I keep interrupting you. The <laughs> best part, like he he, he he throws like he throws his. So he has his Rossi shuriken. So he ends up being the shuriken. For those of you that don't know, that happened in like episode five, six, seven, whatever it is. It was like OG Naruto. Yeah. And then uh, they, they, it's one of the moves that used to be Zabuza. Well, so. free Kakashi from Zabuza. Yeah. And then there's a part two for the fight or whatever. And then he pops up and it's actually Naruto. And then he throws his Rasen Shuriken. And when you thought they did it once. They did it again. <laughs> they did it again. Sasuke will pop up out of nowhere. And then Momoshiki's like, aha, I've got you. Nope, not today. Sasuke, Momoshiki does this like chain move to like capture Sasuke. Oh, and Sasuke. Sasuke is like, no, oh, you didn't learn before? Hit him with the red gun. He switch places again. And Naruto hits him with the greatest, the biggest haymaker homeboy has ever thrown in his entire life and buries homeboy. I'm t- and I was standing on my chair and, watching and, that and fight. And to make it worse, after all that said and done, Sasuke's like, we got to take safety precautions. Planetary devastation. Just throws him in there. I was like, wait a minute. Who told him that? He's like, oh yeah, we're just planetary devastation. You remember how like the first time we saw that move, we're like, uh, what is happening? But like, what the? I think what's also really cool about that fight is like how like taijutsu oriented it truly was. Because it wasn't all the special moves, except with Planetary Devastation and then the Fox and Susano. But a lot of it was just, oh, Transformation Juicy, Clone Juicy, but the rest was physical. And yeah, and again, that was amazing. Like, I don't Naruto's think- never been the best Taijutsu fighter. Not even close. He's just been, like, clever. He's been very, very clever. Naruto was a, was tied, this was him, you could, you can tell he's, this guy's, like, not only been training, but you can tell this guy's a Hokage Dude was putting paws on Momoshiki to the point where they pushed Momoshiki to the point where we had to react, and then they had to go into their special move. Yeah, and and the best part that opening with both of them running towards it. And dude, so, dude, oh, the thing is, is like, if you watch earlier in the episode, he like Momoshiki, he he just dropped all the other four kages really, and then Sasuke and Naruto just kind of like going at him, and then he's just like he's like, huh, this is the best you can do. All right, easy dove in the bag. And then Naruto and Sasuke are just like, all right, we, we're just testing you. We see you're on a different level. That means we we gotta that we gotta we try it. Ante. That means we can try now. Like that. It's like that means we gotta bring the ankle weights off. And so we're we're about to go full force. We're about to go that rock. And, and, it's, and it's just so dope because Boruto's getting to see his sensei and his dad just go so hard. Put in work. Like 
the the the, the second I knew this fight was going to be top tier was they're going they're going at it pure taijutsu hand to hand. Momoshiki thinks he has an advantage and about to like hit Naruto with a punch or something, and then out of nowhere, all you see is Sasuke come through with the splits, bow, kick on yeah. me in the face, and he's like. Who was that? And then the two of them are like, I guess we can get serious now. You ready? And then they bring out the witch dragon. Oh, so good. The rich homie Dude. Toby, Toby Wan Kenobi, shout out to the homie, posted something on Twitter, and I thought it was um, very astute observation. He said, the Naruto versus Sasuke, the Naruto and Sasuke fight is one of the greatest fights in anime history, period. I don't know how you can disagree with that statement. It, yeah. And honestly, you want to know the crazy thing? Uh... With this particular episode, uh, there this the guy who storyboarded and directed it. This is his first time doing so for Boruto. Lord have mercy. Dang. That's we need. We need. If he this is his first time doing it, then we need so much more. As soon as as soon as this guy gets an opportunity to direct an entire like arc, ha man. And, and obviously, we're talking about how the differences were lining up from the movie to. Uh, this episode now he he just did so well setting up everyone's been complaining pretty much about Boruto like up until this point because everything's been filler and everything's just like they're comparing it like episode 12 from Naruto to episode 12 of Boruto they haven't like Boruto hasn't really seen that much stuff like he hasn't been through a lot like obviously it's different they're growing up in a different generation but this is the first time that fans from their perspective are seeing what we experience in regular Naruto and that's true, but the pro- like one of the biggest problems, and I've even talked with the Rev about this. We've talked, and you know, conversation about anime with Rev is one of the greatest things you could ever have because Rev has such interesting insight. But like at the same time, you're like you never really disagree with him because he just has some solid points. And but we were on the same page with Boruto. Like we had such a hard time watching Boruto because it, they literally cracked out the same formula for the show from. Almost episode two mm-hmm. up until now. It's been the same formula. Oh, we're going to go to the um, academy. They graduated. We're going to go to the Hidden Mist Village. It's a misdirect mission. Like, all these little, little stuff. But, like, guys, read the manga for sure. Because the manga is like, you know what? Those of you who are reading this, read Naruto. We're not Naruto. We're going a different direction. And it's been amazing. So I, I can't wait to see these episodes animated. But those who have fallen off, like, and those who are willing to read, go read the manga. It is so much better. So much. But this fight, I will agree with Toby. Like, this is the hardest fight to beat in terms of the best anime fights of yeah, all which, time. Which is, which is so sad because... We really thought it wouldn't get much better after Dragon Ball Super. And then they throw this at us, and we're just like, oh my gosh. It really can't get much better than this. And I feel like this is the turning point where those of us who watched Naruto from the beginning can finally start watching the birds or anime. Because A, the fillers are f- f- finally over. Again, I don't know why they decided to follow the curse of Bleach. 19,000 fillers. But uh, I think this is the point where we can start watching the Alberto anime. So, uh, Rafiki, what was your final vote? I uh, like you. I voted for the Naruto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and quick aside before we move on to our actual topic, <laughs> we've been talking about this for a long time. Oh. Uh, uh, if you're not reading My Hero and One Piece, stuff is really heating up in there. Mm-hmm. Like the show's getting good, but the manga. Oh my gosh. 
You guys need to read it. And that's my quick suggestion. Do I have any seconds on that to read? I don't know if you guys are actually caught up with it or not. On My Hero, I'm halfway through the latest chapter. Um, oh, there's a big twist at the back half of it. I, I cause um, I, well, he I, just I, left. He he called yeah, out yeah, yeah. and then just gone. That's oh, where I stopped. Oh, okay, yeah. There's there's kind of a twist, but then a little like eh. This, that's why this is that way. I'm not gonna say what it is. Okay, so I'll just but make sure you're reading it. And then one piece. All I'm gonna say is. Uh, the captain and first mate are back together, and they are about to throw hands. Oh, my gosh. Luffy and Zoro are on the same panel for the first time since Dressrosa. Sheesh. Yo, it's about to go down. That's all I'm saying. But anyways, uh, while we're really here, we do enjoy talking about all the little stuff and big stuff that happens throughout the week. But the big, big thing that happened this week is San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. And there's a lot of good stuff that's coming out of there. Right, movie? Uh, this was uh, kind of the moment that I was hoping for a lot, but not as much would have come out, which is, again, obviously they've been cracking down on cell phone cameras, but I was hoping for more leaks. The one thing that I'm super, 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 super excited about is um, Aquaman, which is a little down the lake, but which one yeah. do you want to talk about first? Um, I guess we'll go ahead and get it out of the way since we're kind of talking about it anyways. Mm-hmm. They did drop the trailer finally for the Broly movie. And I was talking I, to a friend, and um, he says he's, he doesn't think Broly is going to be any more interesting. And I was who? like, I, I was talking to a friend, Andres. Uh, Andres, you guys know play Andres. He plays Naruto all the time. Um, he says he thinks Broly's going to be, which we've talked about what we want from Broly, but he doesn't think the Broly character is going to be interesting because he's just a meat. He's a he's a, he's a meathead. He mm-hmm. just bulks up and is like, how big is he going to get? The size of a moon? And then Goku's going to go ultra instinct and beat him in one punch? And I'm like, I feel like you're underestimating the writing. So, I don't know. That kind of actually put out the fire for the Broly movie for me a little bit. So, mm-hmm. how do you guys feel? I don't know. Um, honestly, for me, the thing that put the damper on it is like, I'm not as excited about it as I thought it would be. The animation. Yeah. Because we were spoiled. Spoiled with the end of Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, I was really... That's quality. Um, this And then this, this is this is almost reminiscent of like early Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, or Dragon Ball. Or Dragon Ball. Actually, late more, Dragon more Dragon Ball. Ball. Yeah. More think, Dragon Ball. Do you think they're doing that on purpose? They, did, they, like, did, do it on, I, they did do it on purpose. Uh, um, I think I read something about like they wanted to go that route. This is something that's done on purpose. Yeah, but you could like still give it that like old-timey like look, but still have high-quality animation because I feel like, A, it looks old. And that's not what you want people mm-hmm. saying for the trailer for your new movie, is that it looks old. Well, we'll see. I mean, obviously, we're seeing a trailer, and obviously, when we see the full stand of it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily change everything, but could have an effect on what maybe could be happening within the story. I don't know. Random thought. Yeah, but um, let us know what you guys think. We did put throw the trailer up on our Facebook page, Facebook.com, even backslash even more about nothing. Drop a comment what you think about the Broly movie. Uh, moving back over to uh, My Hero. So back at Anime Expo in early July, or at least a couple weeks ago, they dropped the premiere, the world premiere, of the Two Heroes movie. Mm-hmm. Now they are saying it'll be available in select theaters across North America sometime this fall, probably around September. 
So we will be getting that very soon, in like three months. Yeah, and then like this month is almost over, so technically like two months. Yeah, like two months. We're getting it in like two months. Um, additionally to that, they're also saying the video game, which is uh, um, One's My Justice. Hero's One's Journey. One's Justice. One's Justice is actually going to be playable from a hero and a villain's perspective. And that's interesting and that's fun. And the one thing someone posted on Twitter that had me jumping out of my skin was like, please, God, please make them make this game kind of like how Naruto was. Like, obviously, we've talked about all the Naruto games that we like, but there's one that stands up above the Mm -hmm. rest. Um, And it's made by the same company. And so, like, I can't even imagine having that style, that level of freedom, that detailness that they had in Naruto. Uh, I can never forget the suffix. It's Naruto... Rise of a Ninja. Ninja. If they have everything that they had in Rise of a Ninja with the new technology, with the new graphics, with the characters of My Hero, hoy! That game is going to be amazing. If not, just... If, if, if not, then go ahead, remaster Rise of a Ninja. Yeah, I don't understand why like, we don't have a remaster for that game. They have remastered so much more trash. Um, but they need to give us a remaster for Rise of a Ninja. Maybe we need to start tweeting at people angrily. Like, I need this game in my life. Oh, yeah, I got a, I got a whole lot of exclamation points for these angry tweets if they want to smoke. Um, but there's another game that's kind of had its fire stolen by this game, and that is Shinobi Strikers. Like... The demo was bad. It was. It was. Oh my it, God, was it was literally rough. It was unplayable. So rough. Literally unplayable. And since that demo, they have been very, very quiet, which hopefully means they've been working on it. We haven't heard anything about a delay, but since um, One's Justice has been announced, it's kind of stolen the fire away from that. Now, One Justice is more of a fighting game as opposed to like this four-on-four online thing. But um, we'll, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens, at least with that that franchise. Um, and this is just a good week for DC. Chance is tweeting out Joker lyrics, and then DC is well, just putting out more and more information about their, um, their, app. their app, which looks more and more interesting, but the questions aren't really being answered. It's like, yeah. okay, so what next? And so, what next? And we'll, we'll kind of switch, switch it up here a little bit from what we originally had. Uh, they finally gave us... Uh, first look at the Titans show. Yes. That they're putting out. It was in, yes. It was... I knew it would be dark, but this is really interesting. And before before we actually get into... I guess we can go ahead and talk about it. So the trailer uh, essentially shows Raven uh, going into what looks like a police department. Because I think Dick is like a detective or like an mm-hmm. officer of some sort. And they're in a holding room, and she's saying, you're the one I'm looking for. I need your help. And essentially, she's like, I have, like, a demon in me or whatever, um, like, asking him for help. And so then you see this is a a bitter dick, uh, Grayson, uh, and distance from Batman because there's there's that scene that's like, where's Batman? And you just get that sense he's like, They've had their falling out. It's like, I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, they've had their falling out. And it's it's an interesting way that they're taking it. I didn't realize it was going to be a TVMA. No, I don't think anybody really did. Like, granted, like, with shows like Arrow, Flash, Legends, Black Lightning, like, there's a certain darkness, but a certain, certain air, you know, realm that they're kind of floating in. 
just dark enough and gritty enough for you to be able to enjoy, but yet not bad enough that they can still air it on public television. Yeah, same thing with Gotham, because Gotham's gotten... It got dark. Dark. It got dark. It got real dark real quick, especially when, um, I think it was like season two or season three where Fish Mooney got kidnapped and they were on that island. That was a dark arc. Um, but here's the thing. Slightly more excited about the app because if it means they have the freedom to do things like this. Um, I heard Swamp Thing's going to be about the same thing. I heard Swamp Thing might be TVMA as well. That's good. A, sticking with the whole dick thing. If they're bringing the idea of demons back, does that mean we get a return of Constantine? It it depends on how. It much depends on what they mean by demons. Is she actually possessed or is she um, no, just but, crazy? Uh, no. Uh, so I've already heard they're going the bigger route already with Trigon. Oh, then if it's Trigon, then okay. Then I didn't catch that part. So if yeah. it's Trigon. No, they don't say that in the trailer, but they they had yeah, announced yeah, yeah. that. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah. then I missed it. But Constantine was too. Constantine is too heavy to be on regular TV. But I feel like Constantine could live on in the app if they wanted to. Now that gets a bit tricky because I think Constantine is to be on Legends again for next season. Which is fine. Um, but so do, so the guy that they have is a great Constantine. He's a perfect Constantine. It would be awesome to see him jump, but obviously then, yeah, he getting involved. I, I, don't, I don't know. They're, I don't know what they're, yeah. per se, they're trying to do. Now, aside from the story behind it, I just want to go back to the look of the characters because I... I remember they had like the set photos and everyone was upset because like this looks like like medium grade cosplay and I think that's medium pretty, grade cosplay. I think that's exactly what they ended up using like in the actual show from that capture of like the set photos or the released photos. Yeah, but how do you feel? Because I felt like once we got to see them in the kind suits, around, it wasn't it. as bad. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't get to see enough of it. Okay. Because right now. From what I can tell, like, I can only say I have a small bit of interest in watching it. Mm. That's all I can really say. Yeah, okay. I can't, again, Titans is not the top of my list, for sure. Mm. But I, don't, I don't think it was ever in the top of our list in general, but it's one of those things that, like, we're at least going to be curious to see how it goes. Mm. But you know what is at the top of our list? I was just about to say that. Justice League Season 3 got a first look! Young, young Justice. Yeah. That's all I'm about to say. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. So Doors. I started my list. Doors. Young Justice Season 3 got a first love. <laughs> Doors. Use any of them. <laughs> Use any of them and leave. Now. And leave uh, above the window. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we do get our first look at Young Justice. We did put the trailer up on our Facebook page. Um, so, it's interesting how they did it. They went back. They rehashed those last... Uh, few that episodes of basically the last arc but the last yeah the yeah last the last few episodes of season two everything that's going on and then it immediately makes the jump to uh, it almost looks as if like that could have been like the first few minutes of the first episode or like one of the first three episodes or something like that because it has like that trajectory of everything's going on and then you see Artemis like laying in her bed like waking up, mm-hmm. and then she looks over at that picture of her, Wally, and their dog. So, and this is how they use that to like introduce to now uh, this new team, kind of where they're at, what's going on. 
and the big cliffhanger, obviously, of when Vandal Savage met up with Darkseid yeah. at the end of season two. I'm, I'm glad they, they didn't forget about that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to, especially... Because there when, was word about a time jump in, in general, like... Yeah. And, and it was supposed to be supposedly a big time jump. Yeah, and you can... And it's... I don't know if it was, like, super noticeable for a lot of people, but whenever they first showed Artemis, like, when she was laying in their bed... She that's like older. Yeah, she does look older. Yeah. And, like, that's the first thing that stood out. I thought Wally looked older as well. I mean, it's kind of hard to when he's dead. Wally? Wally's dead. Wally died in season two. That, that's Yeah, no, in the recap. In the, no, uh, wait. In the uh, recap... Did it not because look because no, there was a time I, jump from season one to season two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they started season one like when they first met. They kind of did like the their story kind of thing. Then what now? In the trailer that uh, because they started in season one whenever they first met. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so obviously, obviously they're super young. Yeah. Uh, and when they first met, like one of their first team ups or whatever, then they jumped to season two. They're living together. That, they they kind of step time jump. Okay, are we no, talking no. about? This? Are we still talking yeah, about the I same think that's five years. The one where it's Artemis is talking and she's talking about. I knew I shouldn't have taken this thing as soon as Night Nightwing offered it to me. Yeah, I think there's only one trailer that's out right now. Yeah, there's only one trailer, so we saw the same trailer. Okay, he just looked older to me. And yeah, that. well, like, he he does obviously look older, like, when they jump to when they're living together. Mm-hmm. They all have to throw on the mask to stop the Reach from destroying the Earth. Yeah, whatever. of course. But, yeah, then there's a bigger time jump from that. But I do like the look and feel of it. Uh, honestly, looking at everything, uh, like, as it progressed through the storyline, setting it up, it felt a bit chaotic to me. I don't know if you guys got that feeling. Yeah, there was so much, like... I'm kind of glad that there's a lot going on because I, I think there's going to be a lot of misdirects. At least that's the kind of vibe I got because it was so chaotic. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna it's uh, binge worthy because they're dropping all the episodes at once on the app, so we don't have to wait from week to week. And I think that's why they did it. I think they gave us a snippet of each segment, like you know, from the beginning, the middle, and closer to the end. But we don't know what's what. And I think that's why I felt chaotic. Mm. All right. Um, also, in DC News, the Aquaman trailer is supposed to drop soon. Uh, obviously, you guys know we're recording on a Saturday. As of right now, it has not dropped. But it's supposed to be dropping today. So would have already dropped by the time this is reaching you guys. Hopefully. Hopefully. Because it's supposed to be coming out this year. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Because Aquaman and Justice League was... I liked him. Not the best, but I liked him. I still need to see more, personally. Okay, I'm glad you said it that way, because my thing, I was just like, I don't know if I got enough of him to really judge him. Again, I don't understand why we didn't follow the Marvel formula, which, again, they're trying to avoid, is let's understand who these characters are as individuals and then roll them into the big group movie um, DC went, we understand the, the, essentially the big three, and then one of the big three is gone, and then they re, they get the big two to get the league, and then everything goes from there. So they build a team and then move forward, and then we get to get more context and backstory of these characters are, and then we get another Justice League. So that's the formula DC's choosing to use. I don't know, I think Momoa is probably the best character to play Aquaman, um, the female audience. Uh, the female obviously, obviously think so. Um, I think his acting is good enough. It's just like, 
what is the script? Is the script right? And again, I don't want to blame the actors all the time, but like, is the script playing to his strengths? Because there are different Aquaman. There's Aquaman in Justice League um, Frontier, which is a little bit jokey, a little bit funnier. And then we get Crisis Aquaman, who will literally rip your head off. So which Aquaman are we getting here? Are we getting the whole... Because even are Aquaman, we getting a new Fifty Two Aquaman. Are we? Because we, we can get we can get Young Justice Aquaman, who is still a bit jokey, but then about the business. Yeah, but he's he, when it's time to put the paws on people, he's slapping you with all four of his gills. Man's <laughs> man's is ready to go to work, but it's uh, like even Young Justice. This is long, long, long overdue, so it's not a spoiler. But spoiler, um, his brother tries to take over his kingdom. After beating the paws off his brother, he was like, ah, you know, why are you still my brother? I can't just abandon you. I have to figure out how to work out a relationship because I was wrong here, too. Are we going to get that king one? Or are we going to get, obviously, he's be going to become the king of Atlantis by the end of the Aquaman movie. So uh, are we getting a transitional Aquaman? What are we getting? That's my big question is, what are we getting here? Yeah. But anyways, we'll have to see. At least we're still waiting for the trailer to drop. Obviously, when we see it, you guys will also see it as well because it will go up on our page. But let us know what you think. Tweet at us at email podcast. And our final DC topic. Ba, 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 ba. There's a new Joker movie. There's a new Joker movie. By Joaquin. Not by Joaquin. Joker's going to be played by Joaquin Phoenix. How do you guys feel about this? I don't know who Joaquin Phoenix is. I'm not going to front. I know of Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know how I feel about this. because Joaquin... Is he also the leader of a band? <laughs> not that I know of. But Joaquin Phoenix's last movie. Was him falling in love with the digital AI on his phone? Wait, was he the one, like, the movie that came out, like, two years ago? I don't know what it is, but he's, like, walking and, like, on a pier of the festival. And he's, like, talking to his phone or whatever. Is yeah, he falls him? in love with his phone. Yeah, That's him? That's him. Yo. Yeah. Wait. I don't know how I feel about that. Joaquin Phoenix has a very, very, very large library of, like, characters he's played. But I don't know how I feel about this. I remember seeing a tweet, though, uh, whenever it was first announced. Because uh, they, were, they were talking about, like, who's, like, who do you think will, who is, would be the better Joker, Joaquin Phoenix or uh, Jared Leto? And someone obviously just quoted as, like, that's a weird way to spell Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also, like... Rip, rip, rip to my guy. Right. We're still getting... Uh, he no, uh, sorry. See now you got me. We're still gonna get a Jerry Leto standalone Joker movie, and then we're getting this other Joker movie. Now the Jared Leto one's already supposed to take place in the same the Ben Affleck yeah Batman verse, of which I think Ben Affleck has bounced. left already. Yeah, I think he's bounced. I, I think, think he's already. League, I think Justice League was his last one. I thought he was scheduled to do one more. So something must have happened. That he bounced early because I think he was supposed to do one more, and then Flashpoint was supposed to change all that, and then we get like a new younger Batman oh, okay. to to recorrect everything. To recorrect everything. Um, okay, and then it's but then it's I probably th- Death in the Family, which if it is, I'm be very pissed because I do not want Ben Affleck going anywhere in that story. Why? Ben Affleck is a great Batman. Is a great Bruce Wayne. Great Bruce Wayne. Not a great Batman. You don't think so? I thought it was. A, Good Batman, but not a great okay. Batman. I I think. Hmm. And if it's Death in the Family, that's like one of the most treasured stories. 
I will say I will agree with you that he can't do it because of the kind of route that they went with Batman because it was an older Batman they went the Frank Miller route more so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I thought that's why I thought he was great at Batman because it was a Frank Miller route and I thought he could he fit the build I thought that he had the the right approach to that role but that's not the kind of Batman that exists in Death in the Family exactly that's what I'm saying so, he's okay. great for what so, he is okay. but he's not like okay. then I will agree with you I think we just kind of approached it two different ways there we go. I agree with you. Then. But anyways, let us know what you think. I think it's supposed to drop at some point. Yeah, I'm not sure. I like think it starts filming. Year. I think it starts. I thought it started filming it next year. Oh, it might. I thought I heard it. 2019. Started, yeah, I heard it filmed 2019, but I don't see them filming and turning around and putting it out in one year. But we'll see. We'll see. But we'd be remiss if. Obviously, Comic-Con is still going on as of right now, as mm-hmm, we're recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have one of, one of my internet friends. They're going to San Diego Comic-Con today. Uh, really jealous. But one of the big things that we've also always talked about on here, what, what are our staples? We talk about Dragon Ball, the franchise. Yep. We talk about... Superheroes. Superheroes, comics. Not so much recently, but we usually talk about them. And we talk about Star Wars. The Clone Wars have been saved. By? I don't know, Lucasfilms, the studio, no. TV networks? <laughs> no. So I saw, you, I saw you posted about this, and I was just like, so who gets it? Where is it going to play? Because if it goes behind the doors of that Disney viewing thing, I'm pissed. I, I'm pissed. I'll, I'll say it that way. Um, I'll still watch it because it's good, but um, I don't want it to behind. I don't want it to, again to be behind some turnkey gatekeep access to. I have to subscribe to this Disney thing to watch this thing. Um, but that's very exciting news, though. Like Clone Wars is one of the best animated shows I've ever seen. Like in a long time, it's like they have their art style, but like the animation that they use, like the quality of the animation that they use, like bar none, like it's 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 head and shoulders above the rest of the cartoons in this category, um, which just makes me super excited because not that they have Disney money, you know, hopefully that Disney budget comes along with it. Um, but do you do you hear anything about where it's going to be airing or anything, or that that it's been saved? No, just that it's been saved as of right now, and. This is actually really awesome because as of right now, so uh, there was the Clone Wars that came out in like early 2000s that they stopped for a little bit. Then they came out with the Clone Wars again, or it's just like a continuation. They just were on hiatus and they they had like four or five seasons and then came Rebels. Mm-hmm. And then Rebels is still kind of a continuation from the Clone Wars, just a little bit further down the line. But the Clone Wars never truly ended when the Clone Wars like stopped after season five. Now that they're going to be picking up this, essentially, right after that, yeah, is going to be a continuation. Yes, which I'm not sure the timeline, but could potentially bridge things between Clone Wars and Rebels for us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to touch that as far as like crossovers because we know Ahsoka from Clone Wars and we know you know how she ends up going off on her own and then eventually becomes this goddess with the dual white lightsabers that we come to know and love Um, but then also like 
How are they going to transition? How are they going to move past that? How are they going to continue past that? Yeah. These are all very interesting and questions. Questions we were having about like Young Justice a few years ago when it got canceled. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting to bring it back. You know, yeah. Really fun. And I don't know if you guys actually, uh, actually watched the full trailer, but towards the end, you can see that they're already kind of planning for that. Uh, I like I was going back and rewatching uh, Star Wars on Netflix. Uh, the Clone Wars on Netflix, rather. And I don't think I made it quite to season five yet, so I still need to finish that. So my memory's kind of hazy on that part. But at the end of the trailer, when they did the hashtag Clone Wars saved, uh, you see uh, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and uh, Cody mm-hmm. walking. And so then Anakin's like, Rex was like, I was like what do you want to see me about? This better be urgent. And then you see the hologram... Ahsoka turns around, she's in the hologram, she's like, oh, hello, Master. And it just kind of ends like that. Fire. So, we'll see, like, because I think the falling, not the falling out, but she kind of went on her own towards season five. Yeah. Season five. Season five. Like, that's how they ended it. And so they'll kind of see that journey towards now that they have Clone Wars back. That's what I hope. We really need a soundboard. If anyone wants to fund us, yeah. If, anybody, send us, if, send if us, anyone send has a soundboard, soundboard, chilling around, send it to uh, you know. We're not gonna throw it. One eight hundred. The one eight hundred. The bando, and we'll uh, the bando. It'll arrive, and we'll go pick it up. Or you can just tweet at us. I don't know if we can create a PO box. I don't know how the mailing system works in America. Yeah. They still have PO boxes in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Twenty oh, eighteen. People, people have to. Yeah. People yeah. have to. Makes sense. And that's how the U.S. Postal Service is still being alive. Auspice. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically on the blood, sweat, and tears of P.O. boxes. Yes. Um, so that is a bit of a longer episode, but I think it was well worth it. Yeah. There's I a think, lot of uh, stuff to dissect this week. For a long time, we've been kind of getting stuff dripping, and then we got a bunch of news this week. So it's been good. Good, yeah. good, 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 good times. Good. So cool. make sure you're following us on all our social media accounts uh, as we threw out earlier. Our Instagram is also the same as our Twitter at Eman Podcast. Uh, so make sure you're following us on there. Uh, soon we're going to be doing some stuff on IGTV, so make sure you're looking out for that. Um, also, just tweet at us. Go check out the Twitter poll that we're talking about for the best anime fight of 2018. And if you think there's a different option that we left off there, reply to us. Make sure you're on Facebook at facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. And don't forget to. Follow all of the outlets that our podcasts are going out on. We're on SoundCloud. Make sure you follow there. Comment whenever you hear a funny part. Whenever you hear Canteen Boys, you know how to do it. You're your. We can't do that. We're not New Yorkians. You're not wrong. So. Oh. 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 So, actually, no. Let's change it up real, real quick. If you hear, if you get to this point and you're on SoundCloud, go ahead and uh, comment Konaha Kings. There you go. Because Sasuke and Naruto are still them boys. Uh, and Sasuke still only has one hand or one arm. And he's still putting the paws on people. Listen, uh, you know what? I'm not he's even still here. got I'm one. I be forgetting that too. Like the boy has, still has one hand. Arms just not there. Anyways. Uh, and if you're on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, make sure you go ahead and hit subscribe. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. We'll shout you out. If you have criticism, we'll take it a try and just tell you that we do what we want. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but seriously, we seriously you get to say and do when you don't have a budget. <laughs> yes. Uh, but seriously, we do appreciate all of you guys. Also, uh, thank you for listening. We really couldn't do this without you. Make sure you're following all our company stuff as well. That uh, is White Noise LLC on all platforms. Noise is with a Z, so W H I T E N O I Z L L C. Noise. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine also had a panel at. Noise. Toy. Comic Con. No. I imagine that I would just walk out and I'd say, Noise. And then she'd just go ahead and say, Toy. And on that note, we out. We out.